Right, hello. So I hope everyone's getting on well during these crazy times. Today's podcast has been a long time coming. As you might expect, we've had other challenges and other priorities, personally and professionally, to deal with first. I just want to talk about online training today, what it is, what it isn't, pros and cons for those who are a bit sceptical or a bit unsure. After that, I want to drift into just general productivity and how to make the most of your time, how to train at home, stuff like that. So regardless of whether you're interested online or not, you should get something out of this. Because I think a lot of people are still working, yes, but most people have a lot more time on their hands, but they don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to manage it and they don't have a clue how to train at home. So it's just become a lot of jumping on the spot. So most of you know Joe Wicks. He's transcended fitness and he's, you know, in, in cookbooks and everyone's grandma knows who he is. He's doing something brilliant and I presume it's free. I haven't actually checked it out. And a lot of my friends are doing it with the kids as well. So it's getting adults moving as well as kids. And like I say, I think it's free, but effectively you're jumping around your living room, which is good for burning some calories, good for a little endorphin rush. You might feel good after it, but it's not really scalable. Again, I'm, I'm not reviewing it critically because I haven't watched it, but I imagine it isn't as progressive. So when we do our online programming, we've laid out in advance and we look for ways to progress and regress the exercises. We've, we use weight where possible, whether it's makeshift or actual dumbbells and kettlebells, which we've kind of rented out to our, some of our gym members. But if we just jump around the living room, it's very hard to beat that next week and to scale that next month and consistently do it. Because it's just random exercise. So when the exercise is random, or the training is random, the results are random. You don't notice yourself getting better at things because you're not really tracking your sets and your reps. You're not progressing the exercises. And you're forced to do what the guy on the screen's doing. So it's very fun. I don't want to deter anyone from doing it. It could complement what we do brilliantly. But for what we've done with our gym members, we've brought them to an online-only programme, which... For us personally, we love coaching one-to-one, so it's, it's not quite as good. But at the same time, for me personally, it's a lot better than I thought. So I was very sceptical about the Zoom calls and the online training when it was first announced by Daz or Josh. But I kept my negativity to myself because I thought, you know, it, it's our only option really. But I must admit, I'm quite surprised how good it is. So I still feel like I'm coaching. I'm still correcting form. I'm still demonstrating exercises. I'm still pushing clients harder. I'm regressing exercises if needed. I'm progressing exercises if needed. So I'm still responding to the individual client in front of me, even though there's a group. So it still feels like work. I actually asked the members, I said, does it feel like a real session? And they said, yeah, it feels just like a real session. It feels brilliant. You know, I'm enjoying it. I'm getting something out of it. I said, does it feel like a social? Because that was, that was one of my concerns, at least personally, that it would just feel like we're all just chatting away on the camera, like more of social than actually a workout. So it was good to hear that. So we still structure the sessions. We still progress things. We still track sets and reps. And it all it means is the options are a bit limited. So it's a bit harder to work certain movement patterns or muscle groups than others. Sometimes you have to get creative with weight and things like that. But it does not have to stop us. And what you still get, which is what a lot of people need, is accountability. So normally you have to drive to team, you've got to turn up for the session, you know you've booked onto it, you're going to lose a session credit if you don't turn up. So that gives you some accountability. Once you've created a habit, it becomes your routine and you don't need to think about it, you just go because you enjoy it or it's part of your day. Now you still get that with Zoom calls. 
because you log on, you, you book onto a class, you turn up, it's, it's on every day, a consistent time, you know we're going to watch you, we're going to see your form, we're going to push you. So hopefully, I like to think, it's creating some habits, it's creating some accountability, and from the feedback we've got, it's still motivating people, which is really important, especially in these times when it's very tempting, I appreciate, to sit about the house, you know, eat loads of snacks, and maybe drink more than usual, because you're bored and you're going to sit and watch films, eating whatever crap you've got in the house. So it, it is keeping members motivated. Now, it won't be everyone's cup of tea, but so far, the feedback has been good. And if anyone's listening who, who hasn't been tempted or wants to try it out, or even if you've never been a member of Powerhouse before, so the beauty of this being online and all technology-driven is that you, you could be from Oxford, you could, could be from bloody Spain, you could be from wherever in the world you're listening, which I appreciate is more than likely just tame anyway, but you never know. You could get involved with this. You get access to the group. You get access to check-ins. So we have uh, check-ins via Zoom or via Skype. We can still look at your diet. We're going to do Q&As and stuff like that, posting infographics and random bits of content and videos. So it's not just the live Zoom calls. If you can't make the live Zoom calls that are at 6am, 7am, midday and 6pm, or on a Saturday, it's 8am and 9am, we also post the videos for you to train on your own. So you can see us demonstrating it and stuff without watching everyone's interactions for the hour. So there's plenty of value there, we like to think. So if you are interested, give us a shout. Now I'm just going to move on to if, if you're going alone and you want to be productive. So a, a few tips from me is you need to structure your day. It doesn't matter whether you've got three kids, whether you're going to work still, working from home or you live alone. You need some form of structure to your day. So it might mean if you have got a busy household with a husband and kids and dogs and cats that you might need to get up early, get it done when everyone else is sleeping. That might be a great solution. Because I know some years we'll be waiting and thinking, oh, I'll go after work and I'll get the extra hour in bed and I'll train after I finish. But when you finish, it's hard mentally because you've worked all day. Just because you sat down doesn't mean you're not tired from carrying out your work duties, emails, you know, video calls and stuff. It, it's, it's draining. You've only got so much energy. So quite often you'll do what a lot of people do. It comes to five o'clock, six o'clock and you can't be bothered. So if you get up in the morning... You're kind of removing all the distractions, like life can't get in your way. Because obviously I appreciate if you've got kids and dogs and husbands and wives, they are your priority, not the exercise. But if they're all sleeping, then exercise can be your priority just for that hour. And then it's done then. Whatever life throws at you, you can handle. Now, if you live alone or a quiet house or there's just two years or whatever it is, you can probably train mid-morning or lunchtime when you break or whatever it is. And get that extra bit of time in bed. Nothing wrong with it. Or you can train in the evening. But you've got to structure something. You've got to nail something down. I know in that first week, maybe it was the same for Daz and Josh. That first week after lockdown, I didn't know what to do with my time. Like I had random things to do and I got random things done. But there was no structure. I wasn't that productive. It got to the end of the day and I was sometimes annoyed that I didn't make the most of my time off. When usually I don't have a spare hour from like 6am till 10pm. So I, f I felt annoyed. But now I've got a much better routine. So what I would say is try and find your ideal time to train. So if you've always done 6am with us, I would probably stick with 6am just for that routine element. Now, if you were always tired and chronically underslept, then I'd probably say do it a bit later if possible. But if you are lucky enough to have some extra spare time and you're still being paid, experiment what time you train at and stuff like that. But try and stick to usual routine. So if you train in the morning, have your coffee, you know, put your playlist on clear your space make sure you're not going to trip over the dog or trip over the extension cables 
know, put your music on, do your workout, whether it's with us or you know something online, but just clear your space, get in the mindset, put your phone in aeroplane mode, remove as many distractions as you can get. I, I appreciate, again, if you're still working, it's not that easy, but just try and get in the same mindset you would have in the gym because it, it is hard for people to, to train at home because before this, people had kit at home, but what would happen is they weren't in the right mindset. So we have a different mindset when we're in the kitchen. We want to just eat and chill out. When we're on the sofa, we want to chill out. When we're at the gym, that's our place where we work hard. Now we're forced to study, potentially, to train and to sit, eat and socialise in the same spaces. So our mindsets need to shift a little bit. So if we can block out the distractions, put some music on, have your coffee, all your little pre-gym rituals that you normally do, if we can stick to them, it can just help us a little bit. So block your time out and stick to it. Other tips are then, just in terms of kits, so... It doesn't have to be body weight if you get creative. So I appreciate you don't want to go to the shops every day at the minute, but you can go get yourself a pack of a pack of four bottles of water or six bottles of water, like 1.5, 2 litres. That becomes a significant amount of weight. Now, if you're buying it in a four-pack or six-pack, it often comes with a handle. So you can now do RDLs. You can now do bent-over rows, things like that. So that's a way to, to create some weight from nothing. You can put a backpack on your back, put the water bottles in there. You can do squats and lunges and things like that. You can do press-ups. So we can get creative. What we don't need to see is your dog getting dragged into hip thrusts and bloody bench press and stuff like that. You don't need to bench press your kids. You know, <laughs> someone might report you if you keep on doing things like that. You know, boxes, you could argue. You could fill a box with something, maybe. But it doesn't just have to be body weight. It doesn't just have to be high knees and mountain climbers. So there's nothing wrong with those exercises in isolation or when the volume is managed. But we can do a lot better than just jumping lunges, jumping squats, mountain climbers. We can get creative. Now is a good time to work on your imbalances, your mobility, learn to create stability. So a few years who listen to this haven't quite cracked your first press up. I know because you've told me that in the gym sessions. So we can use benches, chairs and tables. We can do the regressions on our knees, the eccentrics and stuff like that. So after this all blows over, we should all be doing a press-up. You know, we can do all sorts of things. So we can do uh, band work if you've got a band. So most kit online is sold out, but you can get bands quite easy. Whether we're talking mini bands and glute bands to longer resistance bands. Now, if you do your homework, don't be shy to ask us. If you find a good attachment point, you can pretty much do every movement group Sorry, every movement pattern and every muscle group. But just be careful where you're attaching it because I'm seeing a lot of crazy videos of doors falling off because people are doing pull-ups on them. You know, bands twanging people in faces and stuff like that. So do your own work, but you'll be surprised what you can do just simply with a band. It's really important. Uh, really soft exercises like reverse flies, maybe uh, lateral raises, some shoulder presses. You might get away with tinner beans, but I think most people will be too strong. So lean more towards water. And stuff like that. Uh, in terms of other tips then, so track your sets and reps. Don't just go, oh, I did this workout for five minutes. I did this workout for 20 minutes. Like write down how long you did something for, how long it took you, you know, how you felt, how many sets and reps. Just not necessarily all those things, but have something quantifiable to be. So if you did 10 press-ups, you can do 11 next time. You know, if you couldn't do one pistol squat, could you do one in three weeks' time, four weeks' time? You know, how, how far did you run? How many could you do one mile extra? Could you do one K extra? Could you bring your time down? So if you're just randomly exercising, you're not gonna notice yourself get fitter, get stronger, you're just gonna be killing time. So you just 
busting off some stress, you know, get, feeling good, nice rush of endorphins, but you're not actually tracking anything. So if we track things, we can manage things and we can spot progress. When you spot progress, it's very easy to, to stick to something versus just waiting one day to wake up and be lean or be strong or have abs or be fit or whatever your goals are. And then what I'll quickly touch on is we're doing a 30-day challenge as well. So for our gym members, if you want to jump on that. So 30 days, just, just to keep people focused. We're not expecting like world-leading results that are going to shock people. But at the same time, you can 100% see amazing progress if you put your mind to it. A lot of this is going to come down to mindset. So what I've said to a few of my clients is the sooner you accept your current reality, the sooner it won't hold you back. So a lot of people are in this limbo, I know I was, between, oh, we're going to get locked down and the gyms will be forced to close. Well, it has happened now. So in my head, it's going to be like this for three months, six months, 12 months. I'm not really beginning to picture a time when I'll be in a commercial gym or running a boot camp in a group setting anytime soon. I'm just not. And if it happens soon, it's a bonus. And I think that's how we all need to uh, approach things. Just accept the fact that you might not see us in person. You might not have access to the gym. You might not come to boot camp in a very long time. So the sooner you accept that, the easier it is to motivate yourself to do press-ups at home, to go for a run, to do our Zoom calls, because that is your current reality. So stop dreaming about you know boot camps and gym sessions and all that kind of stuff or going to the pub for some years. Just get creative and, and, and work the basic movement patterns and the basic muscle groups. So even though we're at home, we can find ways to do pull-up movements. So that's, I said pull-up movements first because it's a tricky one. Everyone can do press-ups, no matter how strong you are, in some way, shape or form. We can all do squats and lunges. You know, we can, we can do running on the spot. We can do high knees. We can do mountain climbers. We can go for a run. We can go for a walk. That's the tricky one is, is pull-up movements. So you can do dorsal raises. You can do reverse flies. You can do bent over rows with six litres of water or something like that. You can you know, get yourself a dumbbell or kettlebell if they're not all sold out in a minute. You can get creative. Even a bag with a handle at the top. You can fill it full of water. So you can do your rows. That's the main tricky one. Or you can get a TRX or something. Uh, hamstrings and glutes. So you need to do like a hinge movement. So you might do single leg RDLs. If you've got something heavy, you know, you can do some some bilateral movements or an RDL on two legs, effectively bending over. Your lunges and squats are important. You could do some loaded carries in the garden. Really important. Uh, your cardio is going to be running, more than likely. Maybe some bike biking, uh, running on the spot. Some years might be lucky enough to have a row machine or idiots like me and Daz who took one home just to punish ourselves. But you can get creative and you can still do all the major movement patterns. So don't necessarily think about my triceps, my biceps. Just keep it simple. You want to push something away. You want to pull something towards you. You want to lunge. You want to squat. You want to carry. You want to do some stability and some anti-rotation, like planks and renegade rows, side planks, things like that. Uh, and just mix it up. And, and just don't get caught in this trap of just bouncing around your living room, burning calories, which in these times we can't really discourage, but we can definitely do better. Uh, other tips then, just on nutrition. So if you are now working from home, you probably shouldn't be having like complex carbs with every single meal. So eggs on toast, scrambled eggs on toast, whatever for breakfast, having rice with your lunch, having wraps with your tea, if you're living a sedentary lifestyle. So if most of your job involves you sitting down, not leaving the house, even if you walk 30 minutes, even if you train with us for an hour, I would recommend you cut carbs from at least one meal, maybe two, if you're looking to maintain your weight or lose fat. 
because you can get away with like carbs are your main energy source or your preferred energy source but they're not essential so you can get away with fueling your day-to-day existence with your fats with your proteins you know throw some fruit in there for simple carbs but you don't need to be having bread with everything so we can cut that down so because you are now sedentary you're gonna have to eat a little bit less so you might just cut out junk you might have smaller portions you might count calories you might weigh your food but you've got to find something that works for you. But if you're eating what you used to eat before the lockdown and now you're moving less or training less, you are going to get weight creep. So it won't come overnight. It will come after weeks, after months. And then when this all blows over, and I don't like using the word blows over, to be honest, but when this eventually, this situation's relaxed a little bit in terms of lockdown and restrictions, you're going to notice that you've gained an extra stone, a stone and a half, whatever it is. And at the end of the day, you might have bigger, more pressing concerns so I've got clients who are in the NHS and Powerhouse definitely does too. So you've got much bigger fish to fry than worrying about your weight. But at the same time, weight gain is closely linked to health and stuff and, and self-esteem and, and fitness and all these kinds of things. So playing the long game, I think people on average, if they can, should try not to come out of this, you know, more overweight and, and more unhealthy and stuff like that. So for a lot of people like me, we have more spare time. I appreciate if you've got three kids and two dogs and a wife and a husband floating around the house that you're not used to living with non-stop, it might be a bit more hectic. But for those who've got more spare time, let, let's use this spare time to work on our weaknesses like mobility, like running, which a lot of people hate, but we have some time to get good at it. We've got lighter mornings now, you know, slowly it's starting to get warmer, some slightly sunnier days. So let's get out and about. Let's go for a run. You know, running and even walking is a proven mood booster. You're going to get your steps in. You're probably going to feel better. And it's going to more than likely influence your decision making. So when we sit about doing nothing, we're way more likely to overeat on crisps and snacks and biscuits and binge, especially if watching TV. We feel this need to snack on crap when we go to the cinema, don't we? Or when we watch Netflix or a film. So if you're doing that every day, you're going to get weight creep. Whereas if you go for a run and walk, you often make better choices that day because of that physical activity. So it's about mental health, physical health, and the indirect effects of doing that and how it makes you feel and stuff like that. So it's not just about vanity. And if it ever was, it definitely isn't now. So you might not come out of a six pack. You might not progress as fast as you were in the gym. But ultimately, if you've got the right mindset and you stay active, this whole process doesn't have to slow you down or this whole situation does not have to slow you down. So I'll quickly summarise because I know I do rub it on a bit. My main thing is just structure your time and, and prioritise your training. So don't hope you have time. Make time. Whether that's 6am or 8pm, have it wrote down somewhere that that time is the time you train. Make family and friends aware that this is your, like, one hour where you want to train, you want to be left alone, you don't want to be disturbed, just to remove the distractions. Potentially consider lowering your carbs. You know, try and drink plenty of water. One last tip I forgot to mention, actually, is your sleep. So this is a good opportunity for some of you to get a good sleep routine, so get to bed a bit earlier, potentially wake up a bit later if you were always overworked and overslept, like I know I was at some at some point. But at the same time, I don't want people getting up at 9 and 10 because it'll breed a bit of laziness. You'll wake up tired, dehydrated, sluggish. You'll get a bit annoyed that you slept in and wasted your day, and before you know it, your whole day is unproductive. So try and have a sleep schedule. For a lot of years, your day-to-day life doesn't allow a good schedule. But if possible, this could be your best chance at creating one. I know for me personally, it is at least. So this is the most consistent I've been with bedtimes. 
And I've not had to get up at like 10 to 5 or 10 past 5 like I'd sometimes do for Powerhouse. So I'm getting up a lot later and a lot more structured. And I'm sleeping better and I'm recovering better. And sleep, don't forget, is linked to recovery, performance, self-worth, you know, your eating decisions, like cognitive function, emotional IQ or EQ, how you react to others and situations and stuff like that. So often when we're underslept, we want to eat more calories. It's because we have that cortisol buildup, we're stressed, we feel exhausted. So subconsciously, we make crap decisions and we crave pizza, chocolate, booze or whatever it is to, to get that kind of balance. So we, we're craving the, the feel-good factor of crap food, which doesn't last very long and comes with calories. So sort your sleep out, prioritise exercise when possible, you know, spend time with your family and friends, whether it's Skype or in person or whatever it is. Keep yourself active. Don't just, don't become withdrawn and reclusive just because of what's going on in the world. Like, reach out to people. Like, I appreciate not everyone has, like, a mountain of people to reach out to. So don't be shy to reach out to, to me, Daz, or Josh, or the instructors, or your boot camp buddies, or your gym buddies, and talk to people. Because we don't just need to stay physically active. We need to stay mentally active, and we need human connection. So if some of us are living alone, it's not the greatest of times for anyone at the minute. But that can just compound things and you've got loneliness creeping in and stuff like that. So stay active, stay physically, sorry, stay mentally motivated. And uh, yeah, any questions about anything I've discussed, don't be shy to reach out to me, Daz, Josh or the Powerhouse business page. And we'll see what we can do to help, whether it's fitness, whether it's mindset, whether it's getting someone to drop some bread off because you're self-isolating. Uh, hope it was useful, as always. Hope I didn't bore you too much. And look forward to the next episode. See you later.